Hello world and welcome to the program. This is Alex and the new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles of modern Ukrainians. So let's jump right in. What has been achieved in more than three years of decentralization reform and what hopes, expectations and fears do Ukrainians associate with it? What issues need closer attention of society and the state? You are listening to Ukrainian Unleashed. Hi, I'm Alex. Let's move on. As a result of the decentralization reform in Ukraine, by 2021, three levels of local self-government were formed – Oblast, District and so-called UTC – the United Territorial Community, which consists of several United Settlements. Liabilities such as primary and secondary education, social care, housing and communal services, construction, local roads and infrastructure were transferred to the community level. Powers between the three levels of local self-government are delineated, so the executive power has shifted from local administrations to the executive committees of local councils, while administrative control within the framework outlined in the European chapter of local self-government should continue to fall on the shoulders of prefects, who will replace the heads of regional state administrations in the future. But when decentralization transferred powers and resources to communities, it turned out that not all local governments could manage them effectively. Most often this statement applied to communities created around villages, settlements and small towns. Many of them are not used to solving their problems, because it used to be the district's matter. Under the new system, the lack of experience and knowledge resulted in a shortfall of millions of grievances to the budget. Someone did not know how to encourage local businesses to pay taxes and legalize jobs. Also, not all local councils made purchases through Prozoro electronic procurement system, losing the opportunity to save money. So community residents were often dissatisfied with such conditions. Well, let's understand what real profit decentralization brings to Ukrainians and let's measure its further potential. Decentralization is interpreted as the liability of communities to have power and dispose of resources for their implementation. Previously, powers and resources were concentrated at the central level and distributed along the executive vertical, which made communities dependent and created difficulties for the development of real self-government. Now the bulk of the money earned remains in the community and its members decide for themselves what to spend the money on. The relationship between the center and the united communities is gradually being transformed from subordination to partnership. Thus, the relationship became more pragmatic. Decisions on the distribution of finances and subventions are made according to the formula and not through lobbying of the executive branch by representatives of local self-government. This eliminates the possibility of centralized use of administrative resources during elections, as well as the issue of corruption related to resource allocation. 
Until 2019, communities could unite voluntarily. This was the first stage of decentralization reform. The second one began in 2020. Then UTCs were pushed towards unification forcibly. On June 12, 2020, the Cabinet of Ministers of Ukraine adopted 24 orders of the designation of administrative centers and approval of the territories of regional communities. As a result, 1,469 territories communities have been created in the country, including 31 territorial communities in the uncontrolled territory within Donetsk and Luhansk Oblast. Therefore, from 1,469, only 1,438 of them on October 25, 2020, held the first elections of local councils. In addition, the reform provided for the liquidation of these two councils as their responsibilities had already been transferred to communities. At this stage, we are stuck. Vyacheslav Nigoda, one of the developers of the reform and now Deputy Minister of Community and Territorial Development, told to Gromadske TV. As the presence of districts and their powers are enshrined in the Constitution of Ukraine, in the summer, we have reduced the number of districts more than three times, but that is not enough. So when we finally eliminate them and unblock decentralization reform, the next stage will begin the task of creating a more efficient system of self-government on this new territorial basis, Nigoda explains. According to him, the necessary amendments to the Constitution are expected in 2021. This requires a parliamentary majority of 300 votes. Nevertheless, Nigoda believes that decentralization reform will never end because it is an ongoing process of improving the territorial structure. In Europe, he says, such reforms have been going on for decades. According to decentralization expert Mikola Stasiuk, European countries have been implementing decentralization reform for a long time. For example, Poland began to form gminas, so-called communities, in the second half of the 20th century. Based on these gminas, decentralization reform began in the 1990s. Well, some countries have been reformed several times. The timing of decentralization varies. For example, in Slovakia, this has lasted for seven years and in Hungary only for 10 months. First of all, it depends on the political will and the legal framework, Mikola Stasiuk said. An example of quality decentralization is Denmark, Sweden, Slovakia. Financial decentralization has been introduced there at a high level. In our country, community budgets can receive 60%, but in Slovakia more than 70 So different countries vary by the number of levels of government they have. In Ukraine, like in France and Poland, there are three levels, communities, districts and regions. Most countries have two or three. This is what we are going for. But until the constitution is amended, we have a three-level system, Stasiuk said. The expert added also that it was impossible to define a standard of decentralization because each state has an individual situation with legislation, territorial location and population. Poland, for example, is considered one of the successful examples of decentralization reform, but there were also examples of failures. In parallel with the implementation of this reform, privatization took place, which led to the commercialization of public services. 
Decentralization in Germany was largely administrative, so most of the power passed to the regions. At the same time, decision-making at the local level remained rather limited. The imperfection of decentralization was illustrated by the case study of institutions providing services to people with disabilities, in Baden-Württemberg, for example. On the one hand, decentralization has increased the visibility of people with disabilities and enabled them to influence political processes. On the other hand, because the starting conditions for different districts were different, many lacked qualified specialists. And what about the myths that revolve around decentralization? According to a study by Vox Ukraine on the general perception of the decentralization reform in Ukraine, ethnicity and language have little effect on the level of support for this reform and only the capital differs from the regions whose residents do not want to lose their powers. Likewise, religious affiliation, economic assessment, and demographic characteristics mostly do not matter. Of course, wealthier people are more likely to support change than poorer ones. Don't you agree with that? So, the supporters of the reform are primarily people with liberal and activist guidelines. They are tolerant towards different views and ways of life, and they are very proud in their Ukrainian citizenship and recognition of the important role of public pressure on the government. So now you see that Ukraine is changing its regional policy from leveling off to stimulating growth poles. Thus, decentralization can be the basis for such a policy as it creates communities that will be new players and compete for investor capital. Today, Ukraine is a regionally unbalanced country. Significant inequalities in the quality of life and the ability to guarantee it exist not only between regions, but also within the regions themselves. Therefore, decentralization cannot replace a holistic state regional policy, which should include an understanding of the place of communities in the overall development scheme. Take care, folks, and see you very soon. This was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I also would love to thank Purple Planet for lovely musical compositions used in this episode. We did our best to extend our presence all over the web, so you may find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check our pages in social media with fresh updates. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts are waiting for you. See you very soon, guys.